We're the hosts of this podcast. <laughs> uh, me, Melanie, and, and and me, Stephanie. Yep, the dynamic duo. <laughs> if you notice any weird audio stuff, uh, we're back to doing it remote because we don't know if we have COVID right now. So, by we Woo! I mean me, my coworkers. <laughs> so we're we're waiting. We have to hear about that, but it's fun. You know, in, out of an times. abundance of caution. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be real great. I'm excited about it. <laughs> oh, you go ahead. So, so the book is Willow King Race the Wind by Chris Platt, um which apparently is the second book. There's there was a first book about Willow King what? that I don't know if you read, but this was a sequel. Um to just the book Willow oh, King. Oh shit, yeah. it was. Oh, yeah. Mother of Pearl. Book two. Uh, did I have the first one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is what you gave me. Uh, which makes me very curious if it's a book that we could read since you haven't. Yeah. Since so, you didn't read it. So did you just... I feel like I had... I'm just looking at the cover. I feel like I had that book. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna see if it's if it's available through the library. I'm pretty sure I had that. It just, I bet it's like in a different. It's in a box somewhere in my parents' basement. Um. Yeah. Well, if you if you have you know a next series for us to read, I guess you could you could drop it off. Um. At some yeah, point. I do. I so, because uh, we had asked you, the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> if we what what you wanted yeah, from us, that we should do more one-offs, or if we should do a series, and um, the two um, uh, the two suggestions that we got from our dedicated listeners, Jeff and Carly, my physical therapist. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did have somebody else. Uh, I think Sunshine told us that it should be a series. Sunshine as well. did too. Okay, so there we go. Three people saying do a series. And so I think that we should do uh, the Phantom Stallion series because I was that was probably yeah. I mean, it wasn't as long running as like because I also read like Saddle Club and then the Thoroughbred series. It's not as long mm-hmm. and Heartland. Um, it's not as long as like Thoroughbred and Saddle Club, but I was like really into the Phantom Stallion ones. So um, it is pretty long though. I think it's like 24 books. Um, I mean, if you give them to me, I'll see how long it takes me to read them and maybe we can like condense that yeah. a little bit by reading a couple at a time. So they're, they're, they are longer than like the Unicorns of Balinor, but they're not like, I mean, whatever they're, they're meant for, you know, 12 year olds. So Also some, some of these have like a really big font size. Like I think this Willow King book was, 248 pages um but it was pretty big font it probably only took me like two or three hours to read it that um i can't believe that i gave you the second book of a series well you did you gave me the second book goodness gracious Uh, um which like i i do have some questions about one of the characters so maybe that would be answered in the first book but yeah this is book two okay um well what do you what do you remember about it? You know, I <laughs> honestly don't remember anything. I just remember that I liked <laughs> oh, it. Oh no. Um and then I just like looked up <laughs> I don't know what happened here, but I looked up the book to get the description. Um and mm-hmm. on Thrift Books, the book overview I started reading and was like, I don't 
feel like I read this book. And then the further I read, I was like, this is an entirely different book. So this is the book overview that Thrift Books has listed for Willow King Race the Wind. Um, I'll let you guys decide mm -hmm. if this is a mistake or not. It is. Um, so this is the book overview, according to Thrift Books. This is the story of Thomas McFadden, a small-time English drug smuggler who was arrested in Bolivia and thrown inside the notorious San Pedro <laughs> prison. He, he found himself in a bizarre world, the prison reflecting all that is wrong with South American society. Prisoners have to pay a, an entrance fee and buy their own cells. The alternative is to sleep outside and die of exposure. Prisoners' wives and children often live inside, too. High-quality cocaine is manufactured and sold from the prison, and all the police from the <laughs> governor downwards can be bribed. Under the surface is a frightening level of violence. Thomas's life was often in danger, and one of his friends was murdered by the police when he threatened to expose the corruption in the prison. Um... Yeah, that's definitely not the plot of this book. As I suspected, someone at Thrift Books <laughs> made a mistake. Made a terrible and mistake. I'm like, what is this book? And how did... I feel like that's a pretty big transition. Like, that's, <laughs> there's no, like, mistaking that for what this book actually is. I mean, it's possible, is. There, it's possible there could be another book named Willow King about, about something about else. Drugs. But... That's not that's not what this is about. Yes, yeah, so that doesn't seem right. So the uh, the customer reviews apparently are not for the book that was whatever the overview was about. Yeah, did you um, get did you get like a different author? No, it is book? for that book. It's Willow King Race the Wind, Wind, book number two in the Willow King series. Chris Platt. It has the book cover, which is a girl on her horse, but, like, leaning forward and hugging it. And then just the book mm -hmm. overview is about the prison drug book. What happened? Hmm. I don't know. Thrift Books, I... reach out to us. Let us know what's going on. <laughs> we, we know you're listening. We know you care. And we've got... Some complaints and questions. Some complaints and some questions. Um, okay, so, so you, that... So you so you don't remember anything otherwise? Um, well, I saw... So the first Willow King book, I saw an overview for that, and it mentioned the horse um, having badly twisted legs, and that brought... That clicked something. Um, but... I don't really, I don't really remember anything, which is, you know, I mean, whatever. The last time I probably read it was when I was like 12, so I guess, or younger. Yeah, it, 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 it has um, been a minute. So let's see. So the description on Amazon. So this one seems, this is a different description. So this one seems accurate. It says, thanks to the faith and hard work of Katie Durham, Willow King no longer has badly twisted legs. So, yes, we definitely missed something <laughs> from the first book. Um, After painstaking training, the cult has gained the strength to compete in major races, and Katie is determined to prove he's a champion. Unfortunately, her new ambition presents her with the most nerve-wracking challenge of her life, earning a jockey's license and riding Willow King in the Kentucky Derby. This inspiring story, a sequel, yet we know, to the author's award-winning first novel is based on her real experiences as a jockey, groom, and assistant horse trainer. Wait, so is Chris Platt a woman? I guess okay. so, yeah. I just looked her up on Goodreads, okay. and it's there's a lady standing next to a horse. A lady. So the, the name was just that, like, Midwestern mom, like... Yeah. You know, unisex short yeah. name situation. Okay. God, oh, I'm gosh. confident that I read Willow King. It's only women. Well, I want you. I want you to know that this this book has many of the classic tropes we've we've come to. Expect. Why? Why? Who? What was going on with me at this point in my life? Why is this? Why is this? What was happening? This is, you know... it's, it's, it, it doesn't have everything, unfortunately. Um, there is no dead mom. She has a dead dad this oh, time. Oh, sweet. So someone's dead. Um, 
We do have a red-haired male love what interest in the feverish blonde girl, though. What is going on? <laughs> I don't even remember, like, noticing, like, being aware. And, like, it's not... I didn't know before picking these books that that was what was going to be happening. You know, some sometimes the heart wants what it wants, Mel. <laughs> you 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 reached out to it. It does, there's no beautiful I dog, mean, so we're missing that's true. we're missing that. Aspect. I just I feel like this might be the thing that convinces me God's real because how else <laughs> would this have happened? <laughs> oh man, um, I've I have been working on the the horse story for you yes. guys, and. I want you to know that I reached far back into my childhood and I found the perfect way to introduce our beautiful dog. Yes. So, there was, when I was a little kid and I lived in Deer Lodge, which there's nothing to do in Deer Lodge, um, but there was a donut shop, so we would go get donuts all the time. I think I've been there. I think I've been to that donut shop. That's what there was. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's the same donut shop. Um, but... My, yeah, my dad and I used to go buy a dozen donuts and then eat them all without the rest of my family and then hide the box in the dumpster. Respect that. So that they didn't know that we had had donuts mm-hmm. without them. But, um, there was a guy in town who had trained his dog to come pick up a donut for him. What? Like, I assume that he just paid for it later. But yeah, his dog would come without him. And they would give his dog a bag, like, that had a donut in it. It would take it in its mouth and leave. That's amazing. And as, like, a five-year-old, nothing ever impressed me more. That's (laughs) that's the appropriate response. I was like, this man is a wizard. How do you get the dog to do this? So I think... I think that our protagonist, Dakota, needs to see Steve, the beautiful Irish setter, come pick up a donut. Yes. And then she's super impressed by it. And then later she sees our male love interest with the dog. And she's like, oh my god, it's the man behind the donut dog. I'm already so intrigued. Oh my god, I am invested in that already. That's, that's, that's my, that's my idea for how to, how to introduce him. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Listen, you've got my vote on that 100%. And... I did accidentally make, like, the first several pages that I've written just about how I don't like cops, yes. so I'm trying to, I'm trying to rein yeah. my personality back a I little bit. I got a bit, little stupid of that. She did do that. <laughs> I was just like, oh, why is it, I, I don't know, the whole shadow horse thing with her, like, general behavior, I was like, this isn't, this isn't viable for me. This is not how, this is not how teen delinquents act, ma'am. Yeah, Stephanie was um, not impressed, so. So, you know, just, just channeling my, my own teenage feelings, I, I was repurposing those. So this, this cop is dropping her off at her father's house, so she's meeting him for the first time, and most of it, she's just like, why is this cop trying to talk to me? <laughs> Didn't ask for it and I don't want it. That would be... Why are we listening to the radio? Is he too boring to have his own taste in music? What's happening here? Oh, you want to stop and get food? Does the state pay for it if you feed me too? Is that what this is? (laughs) Etc. But yes, that was my plan, was was to have... To to bring Donut Dog back in the form of... I... Yeah, I'm a big fan of that plan. Uh, we've we've taken your name suggestions into consideration. Mm-hmm. Everyone who suggested a name, we we will be using most of mm-hmm. them, except of course, sometimes we had multiple suggestions for the same person. I can't use all of them, but I'm going to try to use most of them. Yeah. Uh, so we will be using Carly's suggestion for most of the names, um, but we did we are naming the horse Caspian because that was Jeff's suggestion. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can't name the love interest Caspian because that's just a little too C.S. Lewis with the whole Prince Caspian mm-hmm. thing. So we'll we'll be naming him Wes. The horse will be named Caspian. Who chose Wes? Did you choose Wes? No, that, that was Carl. Okay, oh, that's right. Um, our our blonde hot girl, um, Sonia asked for her to be named like Franny, 
or Francis. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, she wanted her to be named Fanny, which is my work nickname. And I was like, I cannot name the hottest character <laughs> after me. That's that's weird. I like I like that though. <laughs> Who is the hottest character? Yes, ever, it's ever. me. Okay. It's it is I. <laughs> I mean, I'd support uh, it, but. Yeah. So so yes, we're we're using them. Mm-hmm. I'm working on them. Who knows? I may have I may have two weeks of nothing to do here. So yeah. maybe I'll just be working on this. Hope fingers crossed. Not the case because. Oh, but. I mean, I don't know because she was supposed to get tested at three, and we haven't heard back, which makes me think that something's going no. on. No. No. <laughs> That's honestly. So I feel it. Uh, like- I feel like if it was a no, she would have told us all right away. But if it's a yes, then it's like the store probably has to close. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. And also, uh, just like you, Stephanie, just since uh, you just brought up cops, just um, my dad on Facebook shared a, a meme as dads do. Um, mm-hmm. But it's. Have you seen like the the office? Um, meme where they're like looking at two different pictures and then Pam is saying they're the same picture. It's yes. that and one of them is the Confederate flag and one of them is the Blue Lives Matter flag. Yeah, it's the same yeah, flag. That, just see, I just thought you'd appreciate that. <laughs> oh my god, you know what I just realized? What? If we take Carly's dad name It's my dad's Daniel, name. We, we <laughs> I know! Dad. I know! I was like, I don't <laughs> She realized that that's my dad's name, but we're just literally naming both the parental figures after your father and your mother. <laughs> she, she, you know, she, she took a shot and she nailed it. <laughs> um, who is this story about? It's about my family and the life I thought I would lead when I was twelve well, years old. I mean. Do we need to, should we go all the way and have uh, our main character's shitty mom be my mom? Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> be too mean. Oh, you know, that's actually, I don't think I've ever heard you say your mom's name before. It's Patricia. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Now I know. But I know a good Patricia, too. Like, the lady who runs the Zach is named Patricia. And she's nice. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Every 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 person with that name is probably not terrible. Probably not. If, you're, if your name is Patty, don't feel bad about it. It's not your fault. Yeah, it's not your fault. There was a really shitty Patty out there. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I... Gosh, now I'm gonna have to think about... Yeah, I, I feel like maybe she just has been in, like, group homes and stuff, you know? And, like, there isn't any particular parental figure she's had before before moving in with her dad. Yeah. I have decided to give her, uh, give her a lesbian best friend. I support that. Because I think it would be fun. Yeah, why so. not? I think before this, she's been in, like, a, like a Catholic group home. Mm. Oh. I, I've been in those. Um, and so her, her friend from there was somebody who got kicked out by her parents for being Ugh. gay. Sad. It does I happen. Know. People suck. So I gotta, I gotta think about what to name, what to name her gay best, gay best friend. friend. But, um. I wanted to specify that it was a girl gay best friend. Cause I feel like if you say gay best friend, people think yeah. it's a guy. Not this time. Not this time um okay so she needs a name but pretty much everyone else has got we've got yeah everybody else is 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 pretty pretty named yeah i was thinking i might name her after like just somebody i was in a group home with or something just like draw a name out of there i think that would be nice so so that's in the works yeah i'm i i'm doing it it's I've been having mostly a good time with it. Um, I feel like she needs to see the horse as a ghostly sort of apparition out her window. 
Like, it's a horse that, like, routinely gets out of its barn and just, like, they have to catch it around town a lot. I like that. So she just, like, the the first day that she moves in, she, like, sees it outside her window. That's, like, got some, some phantom stallion vibes, which I think just makes it even <laughs> more perfect that we're going to be reading the phantom stallion. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was the Caspian thing where I was just thinking about Caspian yeah. or something. No, but I like that. I like that a lot. Um, well, I'm excited to, to see what you come up with because now we're, we're finally doing it right and making, you know, making our own version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, listening public, I will, I'll have something for you soon. I've been working on it. Um, you can, you can be my. My beta readers, my horse sensitivity <laughs> readers, whatever, whatever we want to call it. I guess beta reading is more of a fan fiction term, but you yeah, know what I mean, do. So, so yeah, you you recall nothing. Yeah, but I recall basically that's our, that's our nothing. Uh, so so go at you go ahead and uh, wait. Is this is this penny for your trots segment? I guess yeah. I guess so, so. Now we're gonna get. Stephanie's take on the book. It's Penny for Your Trots, as I just said. Uh, and yeah, what 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 did you think? What happened? All right. So uh, I think maybe the reason that this book we got a dead dad and not a dead mom is that Chris uh, likes her mom hmm. because she dedicated the book to her grandma and her hmm. mother, uh, Jane Kelly and Sue Smith. All the good. All that is good in me has come from you. So that's probably why she didn't kill them off. Okay. Well, this is unexpected. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, weird. Although we we did get a, a mean, rich, blonde girl. Her name is Cindy this time. Classic uh, Cindy. Who also vaguely mistreats horses and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, what happened in the first book with this. Yeah. You know? Um, since I assume Cindy was still a character at that point. Um, and in this book, she's already together with our, our love interest, Jason, who, who has red blonde hair. Um, What's my deal? But we, we do get, like, almost a love triangle. Not right, but there is, there is a hot jockey named Mark that she's vaguely interested in. Nothing happened with that, but I was I was like for the first time a love triangle like. Okay, I support that. What, what goes on here? Okay, so the book starts, and so um, our protagonist Katie has this horse Willow King, who she um has raised from a cult, and he is. Possibly good enough to win the Kentucky Derby. He, they're like getting him ready to go to the Derby that mm-hmm. year. Um, and the the reason why she has this horse is because when it was born, it had issues with its legs, and so they were thinking about just putting it down. And she convinced them to like let her have him instead. And then clearly, that's the plot of the first book: is her like getting this horse. You nursing know, him back to health. Helping him through its through its recovery yeah. and all of that sort of thing. Um, Jason works at the barn. He's also a horse trainer. Unfortunately, Jason doesn't really get a lot of characterization. So I'm wondering if maybe he gets more in the first book when she's actually getting together with him. Like they portray him as a nice guy, but we really like otherwise I don't you don't hear much about oh. him. And it's not really clear like why Katie's interested in him other than the fact that he's like nice to her and interested in her. Like I feel like she never says too much being like, Oh, he was really hot or whatever. Huh. But she thinks Mark is very oh. hot. She's super interested. In him physically, but unfortunately, Mark is a butthead. <laughs> so, a so, classic tale. <laughs> so, like, there's a little bit of, like, her being sort of interested in Mark. It, um, mostly, like, Mark is a jockey, and he's, like, interested in riding Willow King in the Derby, because he thinks he's a good contender, mm-hmm. and he, like, 
is sort of trying to teach Katie to be a jockey, but also kind of, like, undermining her confidence a little bit because he doesn't want her to decide to ride Willow King and, like, not let him uh-huh. do it. So he kind of does that throughout the book where he sort he'll tell her some things, like, some information about, you know, like, some jockey tips and tricks. But then he'll, like, basically be like, don't you want the best jockey possible to ride your horse in the derby? Uh Or, like, at one point, he points out that, like, jockeys aren't allowed to own a horse because they think that, like, it will make you not... It'll, it'll, like, be a conflict of interest. So she has to sign her horse over to her mom if she wants to be a jockey. Oh. Like, she's not allowed to to own him herself. This is sounding vaguely familiar. Um, so, there's a lot of, there's a lot of drama with basically, like, is Mark shady? There's also a lot of, like, disability inspiration shit, because they, they introduce, like, this random blind girl as, like, there to help Katie, you know, feel like she needs to try harder or whatever. Uh Um, Katie also has, like, a very minor disability. One of her legs is slightly shorter than the other, so she has, like, a lift in her shoe. Is the sounding... I'm having some vague recollections. Yeah, I I think the first book probably goes into that more, because maybe it's like, oh, I needed to help this horse with twisted legs because I also have a problem with my leg. Like, okay, well, having, like, I mean, it it is, like, it does cause some problems with your alignment, but having, like, one leg slightly shorter than the other isn't actually, like, that big of a deal. Yeah. I wonder if... Depending on... <clears throat> sorry, depending on the level of discrepancy, I mean, sometimes, yeah, you'd have to wear, like, like a lift in one shoe. I actually do have one leg that's slightly uh, shorter than the other one as oh, well, really? but not to this, not to this extent, yeah. Um... It was, like, they had to do some adjustment stuff to my gait when I was learning how to walk as a little Hmm. kid, but I didn't have that much of a discrepancy. I think it was, like, a half inch or less. Mm -hmm. If it's, like, too much more than that, then, like, it'll, like, fuck your whole back up and stuff if you don't have, like, a lift on one side because you'll be, like, all tilty, Mm -hmm. you know? That makes sense. Um, and they kind of go into that a little bit with her, where, like, she gets thrown off a horse at the beginning, and it, like, kind of throws things out of whack for her, and she has to, like, go to a chiropractor and mm-hmm. stuff about it. Um, but yeah, so she's she's got she's got this minor disability, and is wanting to be a professional jockey, um, which they, is sort of, like, is brought up, but it doesn't really seem like it's that big of a problem for writing. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of the things that she does when she's riding is she, like, has one of the stirrups cinched up further uh-huh. than the other one, which I guess is something that, like, sometimes jockeys do anyway. Um, AC Ducey is what they called it, where, like, sometimes they'll have one stirrup shorter because it makes it easier for them to lean into like, yeah. turns. That makes sense. Yeah. So she, like, had her, her saddle that way, and Mark comments, like, oh, you ride this way, and she's like, no, my leg is just shorter <laughs> on that side, so this evens me out. But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like, other than her being, you know, having maybe been, like, bullied about it a little bit when she was younger, um, or, like, you know, her getting thrown off of the horse, she had to, like, go get a chiropractic adjustment mm. after that. Otherwise, it doesn't seem like it's, like, a major impediment to what mm. she's doing. Interesting. Okay. Um, let's see. So she gets thrown off this horse, and then most of the rest of the book is, like, her struggling with her confidence issues about, like, her, like, there's a whole process to to qualifying to be a jockey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's trying to train a little bit with Mark, who's going to be her, her, her horse's jockey if they, if she can't be the jockey, Mm -hmm. you know, if the training and stuff, if she doesn't pass the test. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mark, like, does tell her some things, but then, like, one time they have to, like, ride in a race together, and he intentionally, like, boxes her in to sort of be like, see, if you knew more about horse racing 
and like how to be a jockey this wouldn't have happened like you're the reason why this horse your horse lost this race basically um yeah, well, I mean, he gets seriously injured more than once in he the does? book. I don't know if that makes you feel oh better. Yeah, Mark, Mark gets a concussion and breaks Jesus. his leg. <laughs> um, so there's this other horse who is Willow King's brother, who, but is like a cult and is kind of like got a totally different temperament. And he's the one who throws her off at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then later, um, they're trying to run that horse at the same time as Willow King, even though he probably shouldn't because he's like kind of temperamental or whatever. Uh-huh. And they there's an accident oh, because of it. And Mark and the the kid who was riding the other horse both get injured, like not seriously enough that like anything too terrible happens to them. Her horse gets like a big cut on it. It's a whole thing. And then a little bit later Mark convinces her that like to train to, like, get out of, like, one of the the starting gates, that she should be riding that horse that just had that accident a few days ago. And it kind of seems like he, like, is setting her up to, like, have it go wrong. And it does. Like, she almost, like, dies, basically. Yeah. Does he show any remorse? I mean, like, it's really, it's not 100% clear on, like, whether that was his intention. it was intentional yeah. or, or, like, how consciously intentional it was. He definitely gets in trouble about it. And, like, Jason, her boyfriend or whatever, like, is from, like, the beginning when he's making this suggestion being, like, this is a bad idea. That horse literally got into an accident a couple days ago. And, like, and sorry, just to backtrack, how old is she? She's supposed to be, like, 16, How old is Jason? Like, I think he's, like, the same age or slightly older. Okay. I feel like he's, like, one year older than her. That seems to be the standard in these books. It's always got to be a boy (laughs) one year older than her. So he's, like, a little bit more mature, but not enough to be concerned about it. Exactly. That's my preference. (laughs) Uh... They have hot chocolate all the time in this book, so I'm drinking hot chocolate right now. You can't see. I was totally earlier to, like... Literally right before we jumped on this, uh, I was like, I wish that I had hot chocolate or cider or something. <laughs> hot chocolate with marshmallows is like the drink that they have in this book constantly. Of course they do. It's superior. So, um, throughout all of this, like, they bring up multiple times how, like, people get seriously injured in horse races and how you know, you're riding something thousands of pounds that has, like, a brain the size of an orange, (laughs) and, like, it's not really that safe. Mm -hmm. Um, So, there is a character, a blind girl in this, um, who is Cindy's cousin, who, it is revealed, uh, was blinded in a horse racing accident. And then Mark knows somebody who, like, had to go into a wheelchair. Yeah after a horse racing accident as well. So, like, as they're, like, as she's, like, training to, to do this jockeying stuff, everyone's like, well, you could get paralyzed. Keep that in mind. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think I would want to do that job, but... <laughs> no. No. It's very dangerous. Um, yeah, so, so, um, Cindy's cousin is blind and she keeps constantly like dropping her off in the barn as if like she doesn't want to like deal with her and it kind of comes out Cindy seems like a big bitch throughout most of this but there are a few moments where she isn't mm-hmm. a bitch um and one of them is like it's revealed that her cousin Camilla is there because she's kind of trying to get over her extreme fear of horses mm-hmm. that she has now because she like was obviously very into them yeah. before this so they're hoping that her just, like, sitting and spending time in the barn around horses might, like, kind of acclimate her to them mm-hmm. again. Um, and she does, like, improve a bit with that over the course of the book, where she gets a little bit better about, like, you know, being willing to, like, comb them and that sort yeah. of thing. So um, she's basically there just to, like, make Katie be like, well, how can I tell this girl to live her life to the fullest despite her fear if, like, I'm not doing that? You mm-hmm. know, it's, like, it's 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 inspiration mm-hmm. for her. In <laughs> um, they, 
they they do make a point to tell us that you know how hot Kamala is. So like even though she's blind, still valuable as a hot girl, yeah. I guess. Uh, she has to have some sort of value, Stephanie. Uh, she she does repeatedly trick people who suck in this book on on accident, which is sort of funny. She trips Cindy like four times. <laughs> She'll like wait till she goes to walk by and then really quickly like pop her cane out so that she trips, but always in the same spot. So Cindy just thinks there's like a dip in the floor. So she's for sure doing it on purpose, though. Yeah, okay, she's no. It comes. Yeah, she for sure is intentionally tripping her, because uh, Cindy's being a bitch. She trips Mark a couple times too, because she, she knows like, that he's. Well, he kind of does a little villain monologue in front of her, like thinking that she can't hear or oh my God. see because she she's not what talking an idiot. that much. I he know, does a villain well, monologue. Essentially, he like says something about how like. He, like, sees Katie riding and is like, uh, well, she'll want to do it herself if she knows that she's any good. So it's, like, it's kind of clear oh, that, like, he doesn't want her to be very yeah. good because then he, he'll he lose his, his spot. I'm going to see if I can find it because it was really on the nose and then, like, nobody, like, Kamala doesn't directly tell her that, like, he's a shithead or anything, but let me see. I'll try and find it. But Jason doesn't like Mark, obviously. Of course. He's trying to yeah. His Threatening. Girlfriend. But he also is like, I think can tell that he's trying to set her up to like not yeah. do well. Yeah, it's not all just uh, jealousy and possessiveness. Yeah, like he's like loudly talking about how she's, I found it, but he's loudly talking about how like uh, Katie's like no competition for him and stuff. He's just like a butt. Is he saying it uh, to himself or to someone else? Yeah, he's just saying it to himself, oh but Camelo's like right near him while he's saying the ding it. Dong. Um, so there's a lot of like a couple of things where um, other than like getting that cut in that accident, Willow King also gets like sick a little bit, and they have to, like, treat him for this other illness, so there's, like, a lot of stress. Drama. Maybe him not being, not being in good enough condition for the derby. Mm -hmm. Um, so originally it was, Katie did decide that she was gonna have Mark ride him in the derby, and she, but she still goes with them, because they have another horse that they're wanting to ride in, like, a lesser race, like, one of the other races that goes Mm -hmm. on. Just to get, like, some experience and also because they wanted to, like, run that horse, but not necessarily in, like, the big race. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's there. She's ridden on, I think the horse's name was Millie, and she wins that race um, as a jockey. And then Mark's riding in some other race, and there's, like, an accident, and he breaks his leg. So he can't race in the Kentucky Derby so they're gonna have she's gonna have to do oh no I mean but yeah exciting at the same time so they do the race and halfway through one of her stirrups breaks yes I fucking I as before as soon as you said halfway through I was like (laughs) her stirrup breaks yeah yeah it does and so then she has to like basically like goes like rides bareback back like in front of her saddle um, and they still, they finish second, so they still do pretty good. Wow, but they didn't win. It's a life well, lesson, I mean, you I don't think, always win, but you come close. I would think on, like, your third race as a brand new jockey winning the Kentucky Derby is a little bit... No, I don't think so. I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> I'm sorry, was I being too Yeah, weird? that was a little, you pushed it a little bit too far there. Um... But yeah, they like it works out for them. Everyone feels great. Kemla's inspired and starts studying harder again because she's like, maybe I can be something. And mostly Katie's just like, gosh, I really, you know, I have Jason and I'm glad that I have him or whatever. But like, I've heard nothing about how she likes Jason. This this whole book was very, uh, very red pill philosophy. 
where it's like she's like oh I guess I'll deal with this nice this nice guy who's supportive to me but like in her heart she wants she wants to fuck yeah, that asshole she, that seems she's got Mark on the brain I'm like which is I guess I'm now surprised that uh, this was not written by a guy because I was like interesting interesting <laughs> so uh, maybe Chris is has felt some dissatisfaction with her nice guy boyfriend. I know. We're, you know, if anything, each book is an opportunity to learn something about the authors. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Chris, are you not feeling, not feeling sexually satisfied? Like She loves her mom, this, but she's this... not impressed with the vanilla dudes that she's dated. I mean, like, she seems to, like, have a good opinion of Jason as a person, but I I hear nothing about him being hot at all. Like, she doesn't seem to actually be attracted to him. She just thinks that he's nice. Well, maybe, you know, like, she's sacrificing the the sexual tension for emotional support. Chris, you know that you can just, like, not date anybody, right? Like, yep. you don't have to date hot assholes that you can't respect or guys that you do respect but yeah. don't want to fuck. You could just not date someone. Or, that you know, could be, that could you be could not option. date. You could. There are also people out there that are both emotionally supportive and that you're attracted to. There could be, yeah. there could be someone out there. Or there could not be. And, you know, you're just... Sometimes you just have to be alone. Sounds realistic, <laughs> Melanie. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, so. <laughs> scale of one to ten ponies. Uh, literary work. Or horse content. Horse content? There's a lot of horse okay. content. Um, I feel like there was more horse content than anything. I, I, I learned a lot of stuff about, like, racing terms and like you know different horse illnesses and stuff like that so okay so i'd say it's like an eight an on eight. horse content it felt it it was very horse focused oh. i feel like i almost like i barely learned anything about like anybody else it was all horse you know? all the time okay it was all horse. wow oh that's a high horse content we like that there's a lot of ho there's a lot of horses. okay so and then uh scale of one to ten ponies um literary work Oh, I don't know, like a five. Because um, I, I felt like there wasn't a lot of characterization yeah. really for anybody. Yeah. Like, we, I did get some details about, like, I know stuff about Katie's, like, you know, what kind of food she likes mm. or, like, things like that. But I felt like I didn't really get a good handle on, like, anybody's personality. Yeah. Like, other like Mark had the most personality of and anybody, he was an and it wasn't a it wasn't yeah. a good personality. But at least he had yeah. one. Like every, everybody else is like, Cindy's kind of a bitch. Like she's mean a lot, and I have to pretend to like I have to have like decorum about it. But like yeah, yeah I don't know. I feel like I feel like I didn't get much characterization of really anybody else. Is, yeah. But it wasn't like it wasn't badly written or anything. Yeah, we just love some character uh, it development. Just, I didn't connect yeah, really with anybody. Which we like to do. Okay. And I even didn't get too much information about the personality of the horse. Like, I know what it looks like, and I know, mm. like, its physical strength for running, yeah. like, what kind of a race it could but run. But you didn't get that, like, emotional um, there was connection a, to anyone. Yeah, really. there was, like, a, a little bit of, like, oh, it likes to play in this way sort mm -hmm. of thing. But, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, like... Like, you, you read, like, the Balinor books, and, like, Chase was hot. Yeah. And he had a personality. You yes, know what I yes, mean? Like, yes. you had, a, like, like you had, like, a feeling of who that horse yeah, was. Yeah, sure. You had a feeling for who Atlanta was. Yeah. I just really, I didn't get anything emotionally for, like, pretty much anyone in this book. Okay. Well, unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Which makes me feel like there's a real mark I know. There must be. I mean, it's, it's based on her on a true story so who's 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 this cocky hot jock you wanted to fuck which first? i'm like if you, <laughs> wait what's her boyfriend's name again uh jason, jason. i know well imagine being the jason reading that book and oh, being like oh so mark the whole time <laughs> really 
Well, okay. What if they're like married or something and now he's having to. Well, fine. Fuck my drag. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Um, okay. <laughs> Scale of one to ten. Yeah, the, the sexual tension between Chris and real life Mark must have been yeah. intense. Yeah, it had to have been. Um, okay, scale one to ten ponies overall enjoyment. Uh, I don't know, like a five. Yeah. It, like, it just wasn't that spicy. Yeah. The only spice was me being like, man, you really don't like your boyfriend yeah. that much, do you? But, like, there was, like, drama in the book, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. Nothing that, like, really made Dream me, in. like, sit up and take yeah. notice. We need some spice. Okay, well, I think that... I think personally that Phantom Stallion will will give you more of that. Um, plus, because it's like a series, you get more invested in the people and the relationships. And yeah, there's like more time for you to get to yeah. know everyone. This is gonna be. Whatever. I like real. When I say I loved fan- the Phantom Stallion series, I mean like I really loved the Phantom Stallion series. Like, it was like Unicorns of Balinor, Phantom Stallion, like, neck, kind of neck and neck. Unicorns of Balinor edges it out just a little bit, but, um. So, it's a, it's a photo well, finish. And Phantom Stallion had, like, a, more of a love interest, and I was definitely <laughs> in the, the phase of, like, really wanting there to be a love interest. Um, mm. so, so yeah, so that'll be... That that one will be really fun for me to relive because I was like very dedicated to this book series. You were you were emotionally invested. Super, in, super in invested. The romance. Oh yeah. Like the kind of like you're checking the website like every day to find out when the next book is coming out, that kind of thing. So I feel like you you read a, or you checked a lot of websites back in the day. You were just like always. Listen, looking. I was homeschooled. I had like three friends. I was a reading and horse fanatic, so I was, yeah. Yeah, I found out recently. I think it was when you changed your your Facebook profile picture to that like old one old one of you yeah. like showing a horse. That um, apparently Brie didn't know that you actually rode horses. Oh, really? And stuff. She thought you were. She thought you were just a horse fan, and she was like, "Is that picture of Melanie photoshopped?" I was like, "No." <laughs> I was like, Melody has horses. Like, they had them. It wasn't, like, just an interest. Um, it was real. I guess that that just goes to show that, you know, if you don't listen to the podcast, just think of all the all the details and stories that you're, that you're missing out I on. was a real, real horse girl. Yeah, she she really she really knew real life yep. horses. Um, so do you have the Phantom Stallion books? I do, like, yeah. Email? I, I do. I cool. think I have the whole series, so I can get those to you. Um, and, and I, it's not like one specific story, but I actually have something prepared for, um, for main characters this time. Ooh. <laughs> um. Okay, well, what, well, we could just do that now. What, what is, what is your main character? So main characters, this is a bit of just like a... A nod to um, my friend Emily, who she, um, so when I first started showing horses at the Missouri Fox Trotter shows, I was the only kid. And then the year after I started, um, this other kid showed up and it just, she became my best friend, Amber. Um and I was super excited. And then the following year, um, our friend Emily, who I didn't really know at the time, but she became our friend. So Emily started showing horses. So it was kind of like one, two, three. And then we all sh- showed together after that. Um, and Emily is younger than us. I think like four years younger. Um, and she was like really small. She was, I think, eight when she started showing, um, and she was just, like, tiny, this little tiny kid, and she wound up getting this horse named Gray, um, who was related to Sugar. They had, um, the same sire, so their dad was the same, Mm. um, Nugget, and, um, 
he was three. It's just such a such a weird <laughs> name for like giant. <laughs> Nugget. No, what was it? What was his freaking full name? Oh, I can't I remember. I assume like golden. It was Nugget like or something. N- yeah, golden nugget. But I feel like his name was longer than just that. But it was like a golden nugget thing. Anyway, but so gray. She got gray when I think she was nine, and he was three, and um, just recently, um, gray got colic and died, um, which is. Colic, if, if you don't know, it's like a blockage in the intestines and um, their horses aren't unable to, like, aren't able to pass anything. Horses also can't um, vomit. And so it's like if something like that happens with their intestines, they can get, like, all tangled up and, like, they basically just die from it. Like, colic is a really serious, like, that's, like, kind of the nightmare is that your horse colics. Um, but Mm -hmm. Greg got colic and he like passed away very unexpectedly. Super sad. Um, cause they, yeah, I mean, they've been together for, I think she got him in 2004. So 16 years. Um, super sad. And so I just thought I'd talk, like talk about Gray a little bit. Um, just... I just thought that I would make myself... <laughs> no, just... It was... I'm really sad for Emily because he was, like, you know, like, her best yeah. friend. But he, Gray was funny because he... It was just funny seeing them together because she was so little and, like, so... They were both very young and, like, he was, like, super skinny. Um, but he was such a shithead. This, like... He, like, puts Red to shame in terms of being a shithead. Like, you just constantly... (laughs) They're just battling. Especially in the beginning. Like, just at the horse shows and stuff. Like, there would always be some moment where Grey would spook or act up or something. And it was kind of a testament to how tough Emily is. Because I wouldn't have been able to handle that, like constantly worrying that my horse is gonna like freak out and like throw me or something but yeah having to having to stay relaxed to like keep your mount from getting freaked out while you're like oh he's gonna hurt yeah like yeah how do you get into that head it just but and so i think over the years there's just like a trust that it just is a different kind of relationship because he kind of never grew out of that shitheadedness I think but he also became like a very reliable horse for her like she would take him trail riding all of the time and like do all sorts of crazy stuff with him um but just those first years when they were both so little and he would just be acting like such a dick (laughs) and like we'd be in the middle of a class and he would just he would just do something you know, just act up like rear or something to that effect. And she would get super mad. And like, she's the kind of person that like, when she would get mad, she would tear up. Like I do the same thing. But, um, I just remember being like, I couldn't handle that. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of women have that problem where they just like, they're mad and then they start crying. Yeah. They're like, God that, I'm so upset. It just makes me so much more mad. But anyway, but he was, yeah, he was just such a, a shithead, but also like turned out to be such a good horse for her. I remember being like worried initially because he did seem, he did seem tough to deal with, but mm-hmm. she was so dedicated to him and to like building that relationship and you know to Mm -hmm. just to yeah to their bond and it was it was a beautiful thing to see just kind of what developed and like the horse that he turned into but also the writer that she was and the way that they communicated it's a different kind of communication but it was just really cool to see 
to see them grow and and he he's gone now and it's I mean it's just a relationship that you're never going to be able to replicate and it's and it's sad but I just wanted to acknowledge Gray and his shitheadedness um <laughs> but but his care and love that he showed Emily over the years um, and you know a lot of people miss him so so that's my main characters you're, you're like listen I may not have liked this shithead but many God. other people did <laughs> he you know he definitely he, he grew on me a lot because I, I spent more time with him as he went in his middling years uh because we would, like, all go stay at Emily's for, like, a week at a time or something, you know? It was... She lived an hour and a half away, so whenever we would go visit, it would be for, like, multiple days. Um, and he was really funny. He was a shithead, but he was really funny. And just... He had a big personality, is what I would, how I would frame it. And we all had a lot of fun with him when he wasn't being, when he wasn't scaring me. <laughs> but that was Gray. And that's my story for today. Do you have, do you have any pictures of Gray? Oh, I definitely do somewhere. I'll, I'll find okay. some yeah, pictures yeah. We'll, of Gray. We'll, we'll, in, we'll include that. I, I don't know if it like shows it anywhere on um apple podcasts but if you look on spotify everything all of our different episodes should have like an included like picture. the picture should be different for the individual episodes yeah. so if you guys want to see gray he'll be, he'll up, be up there, there. some of the other the other pictures that we've talked about sometimes yeah. have been the the main picture. You could see quite a few pictures of Melanie. I'm too. I'm on there, <laughs> and Sugar is and yeah, like Jazzy is. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of pictures of Sugar. Well, I think mostly, um, if I don't have a specific picture, I I a lot of times will just go onto Melanie's <laughs> Facebook <laughs> and, 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 and pull off pull off a picture of her with a horse. Um, the last couple ones have, have more been personal pictures. Oh, I guess the the one for Whirlwind is a picture of me and Melanie. Oh yeah, my face my face is on there one time. <laughs> a brief visit from Stephanie. And then, and then there is there is for the little white horse. There's a picture of Melanie and Kara and George. Yep. You guys want to see what they look like? Yep, we're we're on there. Most of you know what we look like, but. Yeah, I mean, of course. If you don't, the, what are you the, doing here? And thank you. No. <laughs> yeah, hi, strangers. Um, okay, well, if anybody has any thoughts about uh, what we should name the lesbian best friend, I'm all ears. Otherwise, I'll just pull from my own group home experiences and name her after somebody. Um yeah, would it be too morbid to name her after my dead roommate? Is that too um, much? I mean, I... Um, whatever makes you feel the <laughs> now best. Now Melody feels weird. <laughs> whatever you think works best for the story. Or I could just do any other person. I mean, I've had, I've had tons of roommates over the years yeah. that I yeah. knew. Um... Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about her. I just think that it would be fun. I want. We need to have. I feel like there there is like a best friend in most of these. Like in this in this one, she had her best friend Jen. Yeah. Now. I didn't mention her in the book because, or when we were talking about this book, because Jen kind of doesn't have a personality and doesn't really do anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to be rude to you, Jen. You're just you were barely there. Yeah. Not impressed. The only the only point of the only point of interest was Mark. I think we all know yeah. why. She wants she wants to fuck Mark. That's what that's, that's what we're trying to say. All right. Okay. So we'll we'll be doing the the Phantom Stallion probably. Uh, I imagine remotely again. Yeah. We'll see. 
Phantom Stallion. What happened? Yes. I'm ready Phantom emotionally. St Phantom Stallion. Yep. We'll be doing it. So be on the lookout <laughs> for that. Yes. And thank you for and listening to us. Yeah, thanks thanks for the the suggestions. I did I found it inspiring. I had like written a little bit and then I took a break and then we got Carly's email with some other names and I was like, Ooh, okay. And let me let me write let me work on this. I would some just more. like to add that Carly at the end of her email said love you lots and I was like, Yes, now I can tell her that I love her too. Um because I'm like <laughs> Melody was just waiting know. for the door to be exactly. Open That's like sometimes I've like there. I remember there were times where I was like, oh, I'm not gonna see her for a little bit. Like my instinct is to hug her, and then I was like, oh, I that maybe that's weird. And then I was I was gonna be gone. Either she was gonna be gone for a while, or I was gonna be gone for a while. And when I was leaving, she kind of like put her arms up, and then she was like, oh, she was like, I, we can hug. And I was like. It's happening. <laughs> We're finally hugging each other. <laughs> and it was it was a great moment for me. So um, we don't do that now, obviously, because there's COVID. So um, yeah, yeah, but that. Uh, yeah, I was getting a tattoo yesterday and then we got done and normally like my tattoo artist and I are friends. So normally we would hug and then we we're like, oh, we can't do that. But then it's also like, I mean, she's basically been like I know. cuddling with me. That's, you yeah. know, so then you're like, well, that's, I was like, well, at this point, does it, does it make a difference? But I guess, I mean, your mouths will, will be, be closer very close to, to each other. other. You hug, so that's a little bit more of an issue. It yeah. is. I miss hugging people. So yeah, you know, one, it's day, weird. one day, one day out there. Anyway, those are some oh thoughts. Well, okay. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Seems irresponsible, but your your amnesiac child with two broken legs just feel like take her to the vet. <laughs> It'll be fine. Because of anxiety, because of anxiety, because of anxiety, because of anxiety, because of anxiety.